Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of One Vision. Today on the show, we have a longtime friend, someone that I met at Finnovate quite a few years ago, John Walsh, who most of you guys will probably know from him being part of Kasasa. And now you are joining us as the co-founder of Nerve. And there's so much to talk about here. So welcome to the show, John. And let's get up to date about you, what's new, and this new venture of yours. Awesome. Sounds great. Let's do it. Tell us what's new. What's Nerf? <laughs> why? What? So tell us a little bit more about Nerf and, and what's new with Nerf. And well, actually, back up a little bit. Why did you start Nerf? Yeah, thank you. Um, so Nerf is. Uh, is think of it as a neobank for musicians, songwriters, DJs, rappers, anybody who gets paid in music. Um, so um, why why we started it is actually um, pretty simple story. We um, uh, we actually my partner and I first developed a streaming app for uh, independent musicians to make more money, like a recurring revenue product. Uh, so think of it as a subscription streaming service for uh, artists to get their fans to sign up and uh, and listen and watch content that's maybe otherwise unmonetized. And so uh, so we launched that product and we were taking it back to the artists who we were originally engaged with, uh, who were saying that they wanted it and um, and they go, yeah, you know, it's cool. It's awesome. I love that. Uh, but didn't you also say that you were in banking? And we go, yeah. And they'd say, um, could you build a could could you build us a bank? And and I go, oh, <laughs> wait a second. What do you what do you mean by that? You know, I've just like you guys, we've been in fintech for fifteen years or so, sixteen years. We've spoken on it, uh, um, uh, written a book on it, and there's probably not a problem that you could articulate for me that I couldn't find 10 other fintech companies <laughs> who solved it. So tell me what your problem is as a musician, and I will point you in the direction of who solves this thing. And, uh, um, and to be frank, no matter like what stage these artists were in their career, what type of musician or songwriter or artist they were, um, or even where they were in the world, there, there just wasn't a, a company uh, solving these problems. So that's when my partner and I said, you know, <laughs> we should listen to what the marketplace is telling us and uh, and really um, go forward on building this neobank for uh, for musicians. So really, it, it um, um, you know the the fun part about Nerve is that it, it came directly from the customers uh, requesting it. So let's let's talk about what music banking is. Yeah, uh, you, you have features in here that other fintechs don't have, though. So you 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 add an artist streaming and social follower information into this banking app. You have private networking features so that you could talk to your, your groupies. I mean, I don't know what that's all about. And you could <laughs> access uh, special types of, of payments, you know, business payments and other collaborations. Are you going to help them find gigs? I mean, seriously, like what's 
like for the people that are in fintech and know mm -hmm. you as like Kasasa and fintech mm -hmm. and all this stuff the last 15 years what's the stuff that's in there that's kind of like not typical banking go yeah, through that yeah. a little bit yeah that's chill thanks for asking um the uh so so i think you know the let's start first with what what's the problem that covers the majority of the use cases that are out there in the world of uh musicians who need banking and what is the what was the you know the primary issue that they probably weren't articulating yet so there's there's actually like the issues that they were saying whenever they were talking to us and i'll get to those in a second but then there was actually a more fundamental issue and the more fundamental issue is one that definitely looks like other neobanks out there and it's essentially um it's really hard to get a business checking account it's too hard uh it takes too much time uh, they require documents that i don't have like you know articles of incorporation and i'm not a i'm not a <laughs> i'm not a corporation or at least we don't think of our band yet as a you know we haven't incorporated it yet or i haven't incorporated myself as a sole proprietor all of those things and um and so the very first thing that we realized we needed to do was um, uh, was we needed to help artists start making sense of their money from a very fundamental level, which is think of your business as a business, because it's almost like most musicians, um, you know, they they start making money and then they'll go to a, a bank and the bank will say, sure, we can set you up with, with a business checking account. That's me twenty dollars a month, and we need all this all these documents, and and as soon as that comes up, they say, oh, shoot, I'll just run everything through my personal checking account. And, uh, you know, a myriad of issues, of course, arise from that, that you can think of from a financial perspective. But then from a from a band perspective, let's pretend you're in a band or in a group of any kind. Suddenly your bandmates start to wonder, like, hey, are you sure we only got paid uh, that amount of money for that gig? Or, um, hey, did that BMI check come in yet? Or, you know, name your questions. And it all sounds well and good until you have to start showing them your your actual banking data for your personal checking account, right? So there's transparency questions that come that arise, uh, and then there's also just obviously the um, confusion and frustration around having to divulge my own personal finances to my bandmates. So the first thing we do is make it super easy for you to actually get your um, business checking account, and that's the part that looks like maybe other neobanks that are in small business or um, you know help startups in some capacity we you can open your uh, nerve checking and savings account with us in about 45 seconds and you don't need a bunch of documents you just download the app and you're you're good to go um, the uh, uh, but from there everything kind of you know gets a lot more specific into the world of music so so that's where you know you mentioned for instance, if you are a an artist who um, who's on Spotify, for instance, we we pull back your data that comes from a, a site that you typically probably log into Spotify for artists, um, which actually has kind of some detailed data around uh, around your streaming on Spotify. That's like you know, how you're doing by country or by city and 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 date range and and that sort of stuff. One of the, so we, we bring that data in, we bring in, of course, as you uh, mentioned, TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and SoundCloud. And the reason why we bring in all this data is, um, uh, is we want you to find nerve as like your business home, you know, and, uh, and, and for managing your, your business. And, and 
while it, sure you can log into each one of these separate apps and uh, see that data and you you often do if you're an artist um, because you know that YouTube data makes money to you uh, and uh, but but oftentimes what artists have told us is they'll go to these apps they'll start logging in they'll check out you know insta and then they'll see some dms that they want to respond to and before you know it you know they're dealing with cat videos and everything else and it's so the idea here is let's just bring it all in make it a, a nice central hub point so that you're you know you can go handle those dms later um but keep your focus right now on the business at hand so that's where you know that's why we bring in that data uh, over time, you could start visualizing, for instance, another sort of data source that could be in there might be a digital distribution partner. So if you're a musician today, unless you're a very, very, very prolific, large musician, like maybe like Rolling Stones, as an example, the vast majority of artists don't have relationships directly with Spotify or Apple Music or somebody like that. They have they they use a service called a digital distributor. Uh, so that might be somebody like uh, CD Baby or uh, DistroKid. These are like third party services that that talk directly to Spotify and Apple Music, and they work with thousands and thousands and thousands of, of artists. Well, you can imagine inside of our app, you know, you swipe and there's your uh, Spotify data, you swipe again, maybe there's your uh, DistroKid data. And now you can see even more data about, you know, how certain uh, tracks are doing and maybe payment data is doing for those particular partners. Um, we don't have that just yet, but those are partnerships that we're very, very interested in making and you may see in the near future. Um, another example of something that we do very, uh, specific to to music is as you mentioned we uh, we have this like um, uh, ability for artists to pay each other peer-to-peer -peer payments so think of it as like Venmo for musicians there's a lot of benefits here um, if you're a uh, uh, if you're an artist today you're probably getting paid through Venmo or like if you're a session drummer or something like that you want to get paid through PayPal and whoever's paying you either has to pay those fees relative to paying a business to business account or you know making payments for business so you can imagine like Finmo just threw on that 1.9 percent plus 10 cent charge on the paypal side we've been circumventing it for years by saying oh your friends and family wink wink um and that's when you do that you you necessarily leave transactional data and really important data outside of the um uh outside of the system so so that data looks more like a friends and family transaction instead of what it really was which was maybe an actual business purchase or um you know something that could be expensed maybe um a tax time or something that uh that may be a tip maybe money that, that actually came in. And obviously all of that stuff relates to things like lending. It relates to um, all sorts of sort of interesting financial services that right now, because that data is sitting in the outside, um, don't get factored in. So we have this, you know, peer to peer functionality that again, you might just say, well, all it is is like Venmo. Yeah, it's, it's Venmo specifically for musicians, except there's no fees at the business to business level. It's instant peer to peer uh, payments and um, artists are already enjoying it on our platform, uh, which is a great thing to watch. And when they do that, of course, um, it starts building a private network. And that private network, as you mentioned, is not for groupies. That's the fun part about it. 
it's specifically for collaborators, people that you work with and pay. And these are other professionals who are only in uh, the nerve ecosystem. And, and these are people that, you know, perhaps you want to um, play with if y'all are in the same town next week, or maybe you need a session drummer. So you're gonna go to your private network first and find that session drummer and bring that person in. So we have that, uh, that more personal private LinkedIn, if you wanna consider it that way. And then, you know, another thing that's, uh, that, that again, looks really uh, kind of topical and pretty easy to laugh off is, uh, is, um, is a, a feature that we have, which is uh, kind of guides you through the process of bringing in your external sources of payment. So think of this as in the traditional world, we'd say, hey, just link your direct deposit and you find somebody in HR and, and you'd say, hey, you know, I need to send money to Acorns or whatever the case is. Um, but when you are an artist and you are not W2 centric and you don't have somebody in HR, the words direct deposit may even be something that you have to Google because um, you don't, you know, and you're, you're really unfamiliar with that. Uh, but the reality is, and the reality is, these artists will often get 15 different micro stream payments from all these different entities. They'll get a, a small, you know, maybe, maybe small, maybe large, but a, a payment from BMI that that can come into their personal account or a payment from SoundExchange or a payment from the digital distributor, like I just mentioned, like DistroKid. And then you've got, you know, your money from Bandcamp and all these different streams of revenue that currently get caught in all this noise of your of your personal account. And what we do is make it really easy for you to point all of that and put it all directly into Nerve, which first lets you start to make sense of these deposits and these transactions. But really what we do is we then layer intelligence on because any artist will tell you it's not uncommon where these streams of revenue may suddenly just stop or where payments just may accidentally get missed. Um, and for some reason, an artist may not necessarily see the revenue that was due to them. So what we do is we layer intelligence on that actually monitors this stuff and says, hey, you know, this payment should have arrived by now. Have you, have you, uh, <laughs> do you know where that is? Uh, because if not, maybe it's time to contact them. So anyway, so there's a few examples of the reasons why, uh, um, you know, a neobank that's really attenuated on a certain market help solve real business problems that exist today that are never going to be solved by a traditional bank or even a neobank that's focused on the, the general business. Well, I, I'm listening to you, John, and I keep thinking, my goodness, there is so much more that banking services in general needs to get caught up with because for example like our business we're not musicians but trying to look at what's in the market today that we could leverage for our small business has been so hard because nothing actually works the way we need it to right so we just deliver traditional services and incumbent provides and we just kind of you know coochie it together in a way that works for us with tons of spreadsheets and things that we use to track and it's a pain so, it is a pain. You know, right? And, it is and, a pain. And, yeah. So 
So next next for you after Nerfus, you know, try to solve that for the other small business, please. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I, 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 you know, we deal with the same problem at our corporate level, right? At the small business level for us is, you know, just we're, we're on our third bank right now within a year of, of getting started just because of these issues, right? And so people are like, well, why don't you go to a neobank that, that's just there for small business? I said, well, unless that bank really focuses like that's i guess i guess my point is like you know you can say you're for small business and that's cool that you support small business but there's a myriad of small business types and small business issues and and unless you're really focused on specific segments you're going to miss out on solving the real problems instead yes. you're just going to kind of perpetuate the problem Exactly. It's it's like there's so many different flavors of it, um, exactly. and and it's it's painful. I we can attest to it. I think we spend a lot of time just administratively trying to make things work. Uh, <laughs> but enough about us. Tell us about um, the preservation project and some yeah, of that earlier efforts. Yeah, preservation what project. Is what is it? What is it, John? Tell us more. <laughs> and how that ended up crossing over to your passion of sharing not just hot to find music, but also fintech and banking. How did that all came together as well? That's cool. Thank you. The uh, Yeah, the project really started um, in the 90s. I was a, uh, uh, a DJ in Chicago um, trying to I, I, I conned myself into thinking that if I made enough money as a DJ, I could pay for school. And and I, I just, I'm not a good DJ. Let me put it that way. Maybe that's the problem. I, I know plenty of people make money that way. I, I was unable to, and I was spending all my money on, on on rare records. And what I was spending in particular was like rare funk and soul. And uh, I had some buddies who really got me into it. And I just became really obsessed with what is the rarest? What's the hardest to find thing? And shouldn't that be saved? And so, Around the late 90s, I started collecting um, reel-to-reels and acetates of funk and soul music that was uh, recorded but never actually released. So, um, uh, and my thought was that one day technology would get cheap enough for me to move this material over and actually release it originally on vinyl the way it should be released. Um, and, 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 uh, you know, at the time there was like, you know, you saw like the, the music genome project and stuff start to kind of, uh, begin there. And, and I was thinking, man, you know, at some point I'll be able to like tap into this music genome project and figure out who is this and match it to somebody who's actually a, an existing musician and all of that will be wonderful. Well, you know, technology certainly increased and all that was, was great and prices got cheaper. Um, and, you know, um, uh, in, in many, many ways. So around 2015 or so, a buddy of mine sent me a, uh, uh, a little device, a hardware device called an Apogee Duet and, uh, and a copy of Pro Tools and said, you know, get to work. It's time to start releasing that stuff. So around 2016, we uh, released our, our first material. And this, again, is material that, that, um, that's from artists who, who have just been lost to time and um and is previously unreleased music and so the idea was you know we spent better part of a decade kind of tapping into people around the globe saying hey have you heard these people do you know these people and no one had 
So my last ditch attempt was let's put it out on vinyl and um, in small runs and see if somebody comes forward and we'll reserve the money for uh, the artists or their families and give them whatever money comes out of it and hopefully make a, uh, a match that way, make a connection. And so uh, the second release we did, we, uh, we made a connection. And, and it was one of the most incredible things ever, you know, this, this gentleman named Harvey kind of came out of the woodwork and it's like, I haven't heard this song in like 50 years. I can't believe that this thing exists. And, uh, um, and, and to be frank, it's still one of my favorite songs there is. Uh, and, and, uh, uh, and it was just really, really wonderful thing to make that connection. And, and so preservation project, you know, we continue to release music. We didn't realize that vinyl would be as popular as it was um, or as it is today back in the 90s, of course. Uh, but we only release on vinyl. And uh, since then, I've, I've uh, added a partner to the business and he he really runs the day to day. He helps us find all the incredible material now. And um, uh, and uh, and he's just a gem. And um, and so anyway, so that's a preservation project. And we, we also have a second label that that I'm in partnership with that that gentleman with. And we uh, uh, what we do there is once we actually find the people, we license them and license the material for film and video and that sort of stuff. You know, one of the things that's really interesting, you, you've always sort of been involved in community banking. And we saw this quote that you said that banking communities aren't defined by rivers and railroads, but the shared experience and goals of the customers. And so when you talk about musicians with such passion, and you talk about the music industry, so many musicians really aren't getting wealthy because of their music. So as part of launching Nerve, you're also launching this beta project called Nerve FM, which is this direct-to-fan streaming app that allows creators to earn subscription revenue directly um, from their audio and video content. Could you talk a little bit more about the economics of that and how you're leveraging that as part of Nerve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Nerve FM is the product I alluded to earlier, which is that uh, the streaming product. The the economics on it for the for the artist is um, it's pretty incredible. You know, when compared to other streaming services, um, you know, we we uh, we actually you know we share the subscription dollars uh, with the artists. They can make between a dollar fifty to three dollars a month per subscriber, and um, and and you know there's there's all sorts of really cool mechanisms in there from a business model perspective but you know essentially where that right now is as a musician you can go to nerve.fm and uh sign up and create a channel it's free uh it doesn't cost you anything if you don't get anybody to sign up think of it as like a, a really really well built fun to use version of patreon that doesn't make you look like you're begging for money um, and, uh, um, and you know, it's, it's, it's a really great product, but to be honest, we, um, we've kind of left it in beta for, uh, for several months due to the, the fact that artists were saying, build us a bank, build us a bank. So nerve FM will come back around the spring of next year. I mean, it's, it's still there. You can uh, enjoy the app and subscribe and everything else. We've got, um, you know, paying subscribers and probably 25 or 30 artists on it. 
but we it's not something we talk about a lot right now um uh, uh not that we're embarrassed about it just we we have this kind of focus on the on on the neobank and um but the great part about it is um is it is a way for independent artists in particular to make a heck of a lot of money and it's a fun it's a fun to use uh product uh fun to use app so um anyway you'll hear more about it in the spring and summer and the intention there is 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 exactly what it looks like um whereas the neobank is really for any kind of artist at any stage um uh, uh sub maybe drake level um the uh uh the nerve fm product is really for the independent musician who's in control of their content and um and wants to find a way to make recurring revenue um uh but um uh, that's it and it's it's a it's a it was a um it's a fun app and it's really actually to be honest probably the best thing we ever built because it's what brought us to where we are today um yeah building a bank for musicians it's so pretty fun listening to you talk about it now um there is something else that you have done aside from this really cool thing about launching nerf the book uh you wrote a book oh. five years ago now called bankruption how <laughs> community banks can survive fintech now don't laugh because my daughter actually picked it up one day she started reading it and i had no idea she was reading your book until she said mommy fintech never shuts up i'm like excuse me <laughs> what did you say and that was when i realized she was reading your book um, she's the one she's the first one to ever read it <laughs> yeah, I, I, excuse me, I read it. <laughs> I, I actually read it on the plane one day, but I, I left it on the bookshelf oh, and it was, it was, it was fascinating that, 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 I'm like, what did you just say? Just that FinTech never shuts up. Um, well, you know, I was thinking about Bradley whenever I wrote that sentence. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now, you know, when, when you wrote that book, right, and, and people still read it and they do, trust me, uh, because it's one of the very few books that touched on future of community banking model. Mm-hmm. And so with new community focused digital banks like yours, uh, looking at community of musicians, what do you think now the future of community model looks like? What does bankruption, I don't know, book two look like? I, you know, I don't know if there will ever be a second book. Uh, you wrote one, you know, the pains of it and how challenging it can be. Um, of course, you wrote it during possibly one of the most difficult times ever to have a family. Uh, so kudos to you guys. Um, the uh, I, I just I uh, personally, I'm excited to see community banking evolve past the rent a charter mode um, that we saw over the last 10 years, which I mean, to be frank, <laughs> I'm thankful that there are banks out there that that are using their charter to to help neo banks. I'm cool with that, um, but there there are a lot of traditional community banks that probably should never be in that space. Um, and you know, it's a very specialized field to 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 be that intermediary bank or to be that bank partner to a neo bank. And my hope is that some community banks and credit unions kind of take our lead and say, Hey, you know, let's, let's get into specialization. Uh, you're right. I mean, I, I, I definitely talked a lot about it in in bankruption, but you know, all my thoughts are just like any innovator They're 
they're a mishmash of anybody else. Everyone else is in the industry. So, you know, they're not original. They, uh, that whole book is just me regurgitating a lot of what, uh, you know, uh, y'all and many, many others, Brett King and other, you know, Jim Bruce and everybody else had, has, uh, has said and, and, and described over years past. But, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad that the book had the, the small impact that it did on some people. I guess for me, it, it had an impact that, uh, um, uh, was kind of prescriptive more than anything else. It was a little bit like, you know, if you really believe this stuff, then maybe you should go do it. And uh, so I'm trying to put my money where my mouth is. We'll see how it pays off. Well, it's, it's, it's not like you um, have not been involved in the space and building things over the last 10, 15 years, uh, again, with how we met and sort of your being one of those voices from the earliest days. Um, we both met you at Finnovate. We have all great memories uh, at Finnovate, which I call the Disneyland of FinTech. That's right. Um, bo both of us did not make it to New York uh, for the second year in a row because of this pandemic and because we have kids under 12. And I will tell you, it's painful to see uh, so much fun being had and missing our friends and uh, all of those other moments. So, you know, to touch on as we wrap up here, you know, maybe some of those um, memorable moments of Finnovate over the years and uh, what does the next year look like for you and Nerd, man? Thank you. Uh, you know, so first of all, I feel you're gonna disagree with this, but I met you at Bank Innovation. Um, and I wanna say it was like, yeah, I think it was bank. I think it was the first bank innovation conference. The one um, in San Jose. Yeah, it may have been. It may have been the second one where I pretended to be Brett King and I was autographing his books. But I think it was the first <laughs> one. And Brett still doesn't forgive me for that. And that was wrong. And I apologize. Uh, but <laughs> I never actually signed his name. I, everybody thought I was Brett King, and I signed. I signed a bunch of anyway. Um, so uh, um, the. Uh, the, 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 my best memories of, of Finnovate, quite frankly, are when Finnovate had the startup version. So Finnovate used to have startup in California and, and, and the big boy version in New York. And I just absolutely loved the, um, the separation, to be honest. Um, it allowed you to look at, you know, Mint, of course, was in the startup world. Uh, you know, one, uh, we, we had, we had, uh, uh, you know, we were on stage there once or twice on the startup one. And and I just, I made a lot of friends from that era, uh, uh, both people who were on stage and, and those who were, who were in that crowd. And I think it was just, it was a, it was a different level of expectation uh, that you'd get at each different conference. It really felt very different. Um, and I remember, you know, uh, I, I'd still love to see something like that come back. Um, I, I doubt the, the dollars probably support it, but I think it was it was just really, really wonderful time. Um, what are we going to do over the next year? We're focusing on um, on building the best bank for musicians. And there's a couple of really great things that we have uh, coming out that are like um, think of them as uh, tax management uh, type services at the business level. Um, uh, some really interesting partnerships that we're working on and. Um, and to be to be quite honest, you know, you know how it is as you run a as you run a uh, an entrepreneurial venture. You 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 know pretty well where you're headed the next three months. You kind of know where you're going the next six months, and uh, you know you have hopes for where you want to be a year from now. But uh, nothing else. I'll see you at Finnovate. That's for sure.
let's make that a date. Awesome. I can't wait to see people. It's been, oh my goodness, at this rate, almost two years. Um, the last event I was in was Finnovate in Berlin. So I would love to have my first video coming back out to the world show at Finnovate. So, hey, Greg, if you're listening, um, count us all in. But thank you so much for joining us today, John. Thank it's you. wonderful catching up with you. It's been too long. And uh, next year, we will need an autograph because God knows after this, you'll be hanging out with all the big, the oh, big wigs. Of course. Yeah. That. Yeah. I'll send you <laughs> Brett King's autograph. <laughs> Just all right. Joke. Well, <laughs> I'm sure Brett wouldn't mind. His next one is coming out anyway. So, no kidding. Yes. Well, but thank you so much for joining us on this thank show. You. And for the rest of you, Thank you for tuning in to One Vision. We'll talk to you all next week.